So on this Sunday, the sermon text is from the Gospel of Luke. Can I give you a hand? Yeah. You're used to standing ovations. But. It is the traditional text of the beginning of Lent. People have all kind of different ideas about uh, what temptation and trials and what the devil is. But I invite you to hear this narrative reminding you that this took place immediately after Jesus received the baptism in the water of the Jordan from John. Chapter 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from Jesus until a more opportune time. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, I would put before you, First United Methodist Church, that this may be one of those more opportune times. You know those times when you're kind of thirsty, when you're kind of hurting, when you're kind of tired, when you're kind of uncertain, when you're kind of grieving, where you're kind of lost, where you're kind of dried up, not sure what's going to happen? This is one of those more opportune times. In this gospel text this morning, we're going to go with Jesus into the desert, into the dry place, into the wilderness. And the wilderness is that place in our own spiritual journeys where our faith takes us to face the trials, the temptations, the weariness, the thirst, the fear, the doubt, the anger, the betrayal. You see, I think my experience over the last couple of weeks since General Conference is that the United Methodist Church is in a wilderness time. Welcome to the wilderness. And it just so happens to coincide with the beginning of Lent. Now Lent is an ancient tradition, 40 days of Lent. This time where Christian people kind of on purpose go to difficult places. On purpose. Now some people get real crazy and do kind of Stuff that I would never do, like give up ice cream. But you can do that if you want to. People do these things on purpose. 
so that we might embrace the dryness of the desert, that we might acknowledge and confess that part of a spiritual journey is to say, I'm broken, I'm messed up, there's something not right with me, and I'm thirsty. That's what Lent is. It's a, it's a great tradition. It helps us to navigate the parts of our faith journey that are tough. And so I, th- I think the Methodist Church is in a tough spot right now. Let's, let's walk through Lent, shall we? I told you earlier how um, this Lenten season I, I, I wanted to, to use the theme of from dust to downpour. Um, I'm a big water person and, 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 and I thought I'd use this metaphor of, of understanding and embracing and, and, and observing what the characteristics of the water cycle might be as a metaphor for God's grace in our life. Um, every spiritual journey must begin with confession. You must confess that aside from that spiritual part of you, you are incomplete. There are some people who don't think they have a spiritual part, and so they don't need Lent, and so they don't need to confess. But if you acknowledge and desire to, to grow and strengthen that part of you that is the spirit, the spark of divinity, it begins by confessing you're not complete without it and you want to strengthen it. And so from dust to downpour invites you to begin with confession. Now last Wednesday we had an Ash Wednesday service. Who was there? Come on. Still got, yeah, okay, wow. Okay, well at Ash Wednesday, traditionally Christians put ashes on themselves as an outward sign of beginning this spiritual journey, this process of strengthening our souls and our spirits and our, and our lives of faith by beginning with confession on Ash Wednesday and the dust represents the dry and dirty ashes of grief and fear and isolation and repentance. And that's where we start. In the emptiness and the dryness of the desert. So I was thinking, where... Where is the empty, most empty and dry, desolate place that I know? Where's the dust? And um, I turn to some of the folks in this congregation who have shared with me recently their struggle with faith and science. The driest and dustiest and most isolated empty place I know is the moon. Can we... Can we run that video of one of the scientists in our congregation? No? Yes? No? See, technology. I love it. No, this is the moon. Oh, we ran that one? Okay, never mind. We, we, I'm going to talk about it. Don't, don't run it. Don't run it. So the moon represented to me that place where we went to go gather dust. I mean, human, I, I grew up in the 60s, and um, I was fascinated by Apollo. Every two or three years, I got to watch a moon launch, right? And we'd see these pictures, and these guys come back. Mostly it was all guys back then. And they brought rocks and dust and worthless things. Worthless things. There was nothing good up there that we wanted. Why in the world did we go there? 
Well, when you think back on it, and what now historians have said about those ridiculous journeys to the desert and dry, dusty place of the moon where we brought back dust, is that we as a species advanced leaps and bounds in technology. Our lives have been transformed by that journey to the moon. The computer that we live with every day was developed in those early, early, early NASA laboratories, or the, the technology evolved. Cell phones, the idea of communicating over large distances, that technology began on those journeys, those Apollo journeys. There was no internet then. A lot of the computing power and things they discovered going to the moon are the reason we have the internet today. It was a useless and ridiculous thing to do to go to this vacant rock with no water, just dust. And all we did was collect data. Moon dust is pretty much worthless. So what the Methodist Church is going through right now might be a time of trial, and I don't know about you, but one of my prayers, one of my beliefs, one of the things I hold firm in is as we as a church go to this difficult place where we're dealing with the human sexuality and the, trend, and the changing mores in our, in our um, society and in our culture, we're going to learn some things. We're going to learn some things that we don't know right now. And so, as you journey with your church through this time that seems to be going the wrong direction, have little value, I would invite you to see this as a time to search not only yourselves, but to search your church, and to search your community, and to search your nation, and to search your culture, and to search your world, and gather the information you need to live the kind of vital, transformed life that Christ calls us to. This is a time to search. Uh, last week I went with the senior high youth on a retreat. Right? It was great. I got to know some of the teenagers. And on that retreat I invited them to follow me uh, into the wilderness. Now some of them weren't too happy about it because in the wilderness we encountered thorns and thistles and uh, uh, sticks and twigs and um, obstacles and rocks we went ahead to go on a four-hour van ride and and we I took them into the wilderness and they followed me and some of them learned a few things everywhere we went where we crossed over a stream or a body of water I, I, I made them uh, sing a song and take a sample can we go ahead and run run the uh, the video of what, what the kids did last weekend First United Methodist Church. I'm Samantha Strain, and I'm here at this creek collecting a water sample. This creek flows into the Shenandoah River and into the Chesapeake Bay, then into the Atlantic Ocean. This water is on a journey, just as we are on a journey from dust to downpour. Have a blessed Lenten journey. Hello, Charlottesville First United Methodist Church. My name is Marshall Tumpery. I'm here at the Passage Creek collecting water. Uh, the Passage Creek flows into the Shenandoah River, into the Chesapeake Bay, and then into the Atlantic Ocean. 
This water is on a journey just like we are from dust to downpour. Have a blessed Lenten journey. Methodist Church. I'm Maria Plants and I'm here at the North Fork Shenandoah River collecting a water sample. The North Fork Shenandoah River flows into the Potomac River and into the Chesapeake Bay, then into the Atlantic Ocean. This water is on a journey just as we are on a journey from dust to downpour. Have a blessed Leighton journey. Good morning, FUMC. Today we are here at the South River, which flows into the Rapidan, which flows into the Rappahannock, which flows into the Potomac, which flows into the Chesapeake, which flows into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Great camel work, by the way. This water is on a journey, much like we are, from dusk to downpour. Have a blessed month. So, I want to invite you on a journey. I don't know where it's going to go, but I've decided I'm going to go. I'm going to go on this journey with the church, believing that the transformative and restorative power of God's grace is going to change me, and it's going to change this world. So, I'm a very experiential person. Um, these, are, these are some of the vials the kids took with them. This is from the Passage Creek, and this is uh, Shenandoah. I want to invite you to take one of these with you from the sanctuary today. And as part of your Lenten devotion, go to a water source that's important to you or close to where you live and take a collection and bring it back to church. And we're going to use it to kind of adorn and surround our time of worship as an outward sign of our willingness to admit that water, God's grace, will transform us. It's going to change us. We will go away from this journey different than we, than we began it. We are beginning it in dust, in ashes, in grief, in confusion, in sadness, in emptiness, and everything that's wrong with the world, everything that's wrong with the church, everything that's wrong with combating cultural mores. We're going to start it with confession in the dust, believing that if we'll just kind of follow this organic characteristic of grace and water, that we'll be transformed. And I hope you can start with confession. I hope you can start with your own complicity in the brokenness of this world where I have and I do believe that most of the followers of Jesus that I know are very comfortable with confessing, beginning with our brokenness. And I hope you will enter into that hard place to gather the information that, that you will need about yourself, about your church, about your community, your neighbors, your friends, your nation, your world. Gather the data you need. And let it transform you because Christ promised that if we would but open ourselves to the transformational power of grace, it won't leave us bankrupt. But somehow, some way, I don't know how, we will come out of this. We will come out of this transformed 
and be witnesses to the glory and the grace and the redemption that the love of God can wrought in this world. Shall we go together? Amen. I'm going to say a prayer and you can join me. Would you bow your heads? God, there is so much that we don't know and so much that we want to know. And we confess, O oh God, that in our ignorance we sometimes hurt people. We pray that you will teach us and make us and mold us into a people so transformed by the power of your love and your grace that this world would be transformed. This is our prayer, which we offer in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.